0: From beanies to carry bags, and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Welcome. Welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Every gardener worth his or her salt knows the importance of pruning. If you've got lilac bushes or any kind of tree or fruit tree, vines, They need pruning. You don't want them to grow too rangy, meaning they grow faster in the linear direction than they they do spreading out. And, And pruning gives them a chance by eliminating the apical meristem, the growth point at the tip of a branch. It forces lateral shoots out, which ends up in a more robust plant. Our government needs to be pruned. It needs to be pruned back severely. I once had a hedge that had gotten too rangy before i moved in and i had to cut it down to the ground didn't kill it came back more lush thicker and more vibrant than ever it was a nice hedge a complete barrier to our neighbors backyards america's government needs to be cut down almost to the ground we need to get rid of a majority of our executive branches the ramaswamy was asked by Brandon Strzok you've mentioned the deep state what is the deep state and Vivek answered the question perfectly the deep state or you can be academic as Vivek said and call it the administrative state the deep state are all the unelected bureaucrats at three-letter agencies in Washington DC not just DOD and CIA and FBI and DOJ but SEC and FCC all of the agencies they're unelected they sit in offices insulated from the world they've never had real jobs in their life most of them they craft reports and come up with policies over things they have absolutely no first-hand knowledge of it's not like we have professional farmers at the department of agriculture determining what our agriculture policy should be no these are egghead academics that couldn't get a job in the real world. It used to be said that those who can do, those who can't teach, well, those who can't teach end up working for the government. And they're paid exorbitant salaries. And what value do they provide to the country? Little, if any. Witness the Waters of the U.S. plan that the EPA had for considering little duck ponds and drainage ditches on farms To be navigable waters subject to their jurisdiction our government needs to be pruned back severely it wastes too much money and more importantly it violates too many of the public's constitutional rights and the arrogance of these people is astounding on the same day today we had nancy pelosi saying it's impossible for trump to be president again it's just it's completely outside their ability to conceive donald trump loves america therefore donald trump can never be president again the real question that democrat voters should be asking is not just why do democrat politicians hate america but why do democrat politicians hate us their base dnc has disenfranchised the democrats of new hampshire DNC approached New Hampshire and said, you, you know, would you mind stepping aside with your primary? We need to get Joe off to a fast start. And there are more black people in South Carolina. And so we want South Carolina to be the first primary well, To its credit, the New Hampshire Democrat Party said, no, can do. Our Constitution specifies that we have to have the first primary in the country. So if you move a primary to be ahead of us, we're just going to move ours back and we're going to keep moving it back until we're the first because the constitution of our state says that we're the first. So what did the DNC do? Did the DNC say, you know what? You're right. It is tradition. It is right. We're going to let you keep your primary. No, they said, okay, you can have your little primary. We're not going to accept your electors. We're not going to accept your delegates. So now Democrat electors can go to the polls on primary day next week, they can cast votes and they can even elect a nominee from their state to get their state's delegates. Mm -hmm. But those delegates won't be seated at the convention. That's how the DNC works. Why would the DNC that claims to be all in favor of our democracy, when in fact, we all know we have a constitutional republic, why would the dnc disenfranchise democrat voters why would the dnc be anti-democratic because of their arrogance they don't think we can make our correct food choices they don't think that we can decide correctly what kind of vehicle we should drive and they definitely don't think that we should be trusted in selecting our political leaders dc needs a haircut And I know just the guy to give it to them. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Do you have an upcoming community event, rally, march, festival, or fundraiser that could do with some free publicity? TNT wants to promote it for you. Simply visit the What's On events calendar on the TNT website and submit your event details. It will get the word out on today's news talk, TNT. Abroad or at home, this is your news.
2: By staying silent, we are part of the problem. Today's
1: News Talk Radio, TNT. The mayor of Eagle Pass, a Texas border city central to Governor Greg Abbott's efforts to control illegal alien crossings, has accused the state of escalating tensions after state troopers closed a large public park along the Rio Grande without asking permission. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT news producer. Adam Clark,
3: a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Isn't this funny? Governments uh, arguing with each other uh, over whose permission they need to do whatever. Uh, wild. Uh, but, yes, Texas state authorities have taken control of a public park which fronts the Rio Grande and Eagle Pass, Um The mayor, uh, Rolando Salinas, said that officials from the Texas Department of Public Safety, the DPS, informed him on Wednesday morning that state authorities are, quote, taking full control end quote, of the park as part of an operation to combat the unprecedented, unprecedented, did I mention unprecedented? Illegal border crossings. Mr. Salinas, not very happy with the decision, said in a video live streamed from Shelby Park on Facebook, quote, this is not something that we wanted. This is not something that we asked for as a city. I want to make that clear, end quote. Uh, Governor Abbott, a Republican, indicated that the measure is about strengthening the deterrence for migrants making their way to the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, he said on X, quote, as caravans of migrants are moving through Mexico toward the U.S. border, we are making clear that Texas will be a tough place to cross, end quote. Mm-hmm. Two military vehicles can be seen in the video from Wednesday night, standing guard behind a newly- where did this come from? Erected gate blocking public access to the park. Mr. Abbott signed a disaster declaration back in 2021, launching something called Operation Lone Star in response to the Biden administration's border policies, which critics have described as misguided and lax. The mayor uh, said, "Quote: They're using that declaration to take full control custody of Shelby." Park," end quote, The mayor noted that it comes after thousands of migrants illegally crossed the border into the United States at Eagle Pass last month. The influx of illegal ing- immigrants in December prompted, finally, if you can believe it, uh, the Biden administration to action with U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, temporarily suspending operations at International Railway crossing bridges in two Texas cities. Footage on social media showed a long line of immigrants at the Eagle Pass crossing. The U.S. Border Patrol said on December 15th that over the past couple of weeks, it had encountered, quote, continuous groups of migrants led by misinformation making illegal entry into the United States, end quote. The bridges in Eagle Pass and El Paso were closed on December 18th, while CBP redirected personnel to assist with taking illegal immigrants into custody, the agency said in a statement. The agency said that the measures were taken due to, quote, a recent resurgence of smuggling operations, sorry, organizations, moving migrants through Mexico via freight trains, end quote. CBP also partnered with Mexican authorities to curb illegal border crossings. The town was inundated with around 12,000 illegal immigrants in December, according to Representative Tony Gonzalez, a Republican who represents Eagle Pass. Since then, the number of illegal crossings has reduced. But on Wednesday, the mayor of Eagle Pass said that state officials told him the operation at Shelby Park was to prevent a future surge of illegal immigration and that the state was taking control of the park quote indefinitely end quote huh interesting um temporary barriers had have been at shelby park since 2021 Uh, That's what the Texas DPS told the Houston Chronicle in a statement, uh, quote, the Texas National Guard has maintained a presence with security points and temporary barrier in Shelby Park since 2021. The current posture is to prepare for future illegal immigrant surges and to restrict access to organizations that perpetuate illegal immigrant crossings in the park and the greater Eagle Pass area end quote a spokesperson for mr abbott said the move is authorized under the 2021 disaster declaration as the mayor had indicated uh, but we've got uh, the spokesperson renee azzy uh, this is the spokesperson for the governor Quote, Texas is holding the line at our southern border with miles of additional razor wire and anti climb barriers to deter and repel the record high levels of illegal immigration invited by President Biden's reckless open border policies. Texas will continue to deploy Texas National Guard soldiers, DPS troopers, and more barriers utilizing every tool and strategy to respond to President Biden's ongoing border crisis, end quote, which just means one thing, Timothy. It's going to continue pissing off the Democrats. What do you think?
1: It is, and I loved this story when I saw it. I couldn't help but visualize Cartman on his big wheel pulling over Eric's dad saying, you'll respect my authority. That's what the mayor of Eagle Pass reminds me of, is he's trying to get the adult in the room, Greg Abbott, to do his bidding, a little mayor of a town. I'm sorry, a mayor does not tell a governor what the state policy is going to be. And yet there he is. You'll respect my authority. Now, the shameful people in all this are the border protection officers that were snipping the razor wire that texas put up and helping illegals in facilitating them so this is why i think that greg abbott and the state of texas is going to win in court this policy and in this again i always harp on this don't use their language these aren't migrants this isn't immigration immigration is when you know uh, Tige in ireland or angelo in mexico or somebody in Italy or wherever, somebody from Asia says, you know what? We want a better life for our family. And they save up and they pay their own way to come here. And they have to have a financial sponsor here in the United States. And they work hard and they save their money. And then they bring over their brother. And then they the two brothers work hard and they bring over the rest of the family one by one. That's immigration. That's how it's done. Immigration is not, hey, let's all Beverly Hillbilly it. Up to the border on someone else's nickel. These people are being paid thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars to do this. The coyotes are making anywhere between 20 and 50,000 per head. Where's that money coming from? These people, if they're coming here for a better life, do you know what $50,000 would buy in Central America? They could stay right there and live like kings. They don't have $50,000. So, where's the $50,000 coming from, first of all? Well, in large part, it's coming from indentured servitude once they make it to the United States. These people work either as drug dealers, the young men, or unfortunately, sex workers, many of the young women, and the children. The Biden administration is not mistaken here. This is not a reckless policy, it's not misguided. Those words all need to go. This is an intentional destruction and undermining of the United States of America, and it is being done by the Democrats. This isn't Joe Biden doing this. Sure, he might like what's being done, but he he can't control his own bowels, much less our foreign policy, much less our domestic policy. But they overstepped by ordering the border patrol officers, and shame on them for not refusing that illegal order. Shame on them for cutting the razor wire and helping illegals come into the country illegally. That's not law enforcement. They're doing the work of the cartels is what they're doing. I will give them this. The Border Patrol Union is all in favor of Greg Abbott keeping the Border Patrol out of this park in Eagle Pass. They're grateful. They support this 100% because they didn't want to do that, but they didn't have the courage to tell their bosses no we're not going to cut the razor wire no we're not going to help illegals come into this country no we're not going to violate our oath of office because they were too worried about the kiss in the mail that pension that they're going to get so this is literally a case Adam where the quote unquote good guys are happy that they're being prevented from doing what they're being ordered to do from on high
3: Yep. And the this the same motivating factor on both sides here. Moolah money for the mm. love of money is the root of all evil, Timothy. Uh and to your point about the the yeah, this is definitely being done intentionally, you can tell. Because look how hard that Texas, the governor, is is having all all he's having to go through to build a defense against right. a threat, which is an offense. And offenses don't happen by mistake. We'll just You know say.
1: how else you can tell, Adam? Yeah my people didn't come here waving the flag of the republic of ireland my swiss friend didn't come here waving the flag of switzerland my friends from cuba and south america and elsewhere in the world that immigrated here legally because immigration is by definition a legal process they didn't come waving the flags of their native countries they were proud to get here and wave an american flag at their naturalization ceremony Thanks for another great week of stories. Can't wait to hear what you have for us next week. TNT Radio's Hervoy
2: Morich. Approximately six hundred and fifty thousand Ukrainian men, aged eighteen to sixty, have left Ukraine for Europe since the start of the war. It's a tough spot if your country is being invaded. Uh, but that's one thing, and you're a, a male and a citizen. Um, but you know, if the war, if it's a
0: globalist war. I wouldn't wanna participate in these banker globalist wars and most of them just uh, are. Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio
1: works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these
0: days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really
1: rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars,
0: it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. CO2 sustains all life on Earth, but now it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Chuck Kordick's a very successful serial entrepreneur, primarily in the computer software and services industry. He was Shark Tank before Shark Tank. An alumnus of Ohio State University, where he was Navy ROTC, he is currently working on a master's degree in public policy. Chuck is a staunch conservative from a military family and is committed to giving back to our military and first responders. He's been active in the Ohio GOP for decades, and his educational initiative, Right of Center USA, focuses on training our current and future leaders. I'd like to welcome back to the Reckoning Chuck Kordak.
2: Timbo. Great weekend. Great past week. I got to give you the, uh, the old shout out. Oh, Timbo. And Oh, let's go blue. (laughs) I am wearing my blue. I
1: didn't, I, I couldn't get my maze, uh, pocket square, but, uh, I've got maze in my heart for the national champion, Michigan Wolverines.
2: They did a great job, Timbo. And, uh, in honor of, uh, My mother and also uh, my father, because we're talking a little bit of football tonight, I'm wearing my Steelers tie, you know, for them and for a couple of our children who are Steelers fans. And also Al Valco with two two Tulematics, which I wish he would invite me over to his house tomorrow uh, or to watch the uh, playoff game against uh, your Buffalo Bills up there in upstate New York. Well,
1: even when I was watching football, they were never my bills. I was a Giants fan, but as you know, I haven't watched football in five years now. You take a knee, I'm done with you. Sorry, there's no coming back from that.
2: i a big, big fan, Bo. But, uh, so, Timbo, we're going to start out with some of the uh, crazy over-the-flyover states in Ohio. The, I had that one article I sent you about the Ohio superintendent. says the State Board of Education may not make payroll by summer, Timbo. Well, I have a solution for that. Get rid of
1: every single DEI hire and DEI officer, okay? The Board of Education doesn't need a director of DEI and it doesn't need all of the administrators that it's got. Our school system is administrator top-heavy. I started off tonight by saying our government needs to be a good pruning, our government in D.C., but the state agencies need to be pruned back as well. And there's no better place to start than with our state departments of education. They've gotten into indoctrination, not education. So I would submit that if we got rid of DEI in Ohio, I think they might make that payroll, Chuck.
2: Well, Timbo, and the funding started out in the House and they voted for it. Then when it ended up in the Senate, of course, the Business First Caucus said the same thing that you're saying, that they were top heavy, Timbo. So you know they look at it as business people and what's going on. Even to the point that uh, they want to have them move out of the building in downtown Columbus and move out to Reynoldsburg, where the Department of Agriculture is located in a shared facility out there, save some money, you know, maybe do something else with a different use for that building. They say, well, we're not going to be close to downtown or the Capitol anymore. Doesn't that kind of make it uh, a little little snobby that they don't want to be out there with the Department of Agriculture? Very arrogant of them. They don't want to be in the same building as they are. You know, what gives them the right to be so hoity-toity?
1: Well, you know, they don't have good lunch spots way out in the boondocks there. That's what it's all about. It's all about being able to hit the bars after work right away. And and work, as we know for government employees, begins at 5 o'clock on the dot. And uh, usually, you know, for the higher-ups, it begins at lunchtime. So uh, that's what it's all about. These people think they're royalty, Chuck. I said in the beginning, the old expression was those who can't do teach. Well, those who can't teach go into government as bureaucrats. And these people could never make it in the public, in the private sector. They couldn't hack it. They cannot compete on merit. They can only compete in jobs for which they receive preferences and privileges. And they really do think that they are the elite. They are the royalty. They look at our government as an oligarchy and they think that they are oligarchs and they've never created anything. They've never provided a, a product or service that's of any value. They are useless eaters and they need to be pruned back.
2: You know, but we actually, you know, our family does have a lot of teachers and, you know. Teachers? Uh, yeah, well, I'm not talking about teachers. I'm talking about bureaucrats. The bureaucrats are run up. And, you know, George Lang and what the state Senate wants to do is they want to push it down to the local school districts. That's what run it should be correctly the way it should be and not yeah, have we don't need a letter, federal we
1: do not need a federal department of education give the states block grants and by the way give every state a block grant based on population give every state a per capita block grant all equal and let the states decide what to do with it but the states need to push it down as you said to the local school districts thomas jefferson wanted a government where the, most of the government function was performed at the local level, and what the local level couldn't provide, then have the state provide it, and then only if the state couldn't provide it, then have the federal government. Well, we've gotten so far away from that model that, like I said, we need a pruning. We need to get back there.
2: Wasn't it the old school, Timbo, where they actually would say in the education, at least we're not Mississippi, or at least we're not Kentucky, as far as how the schools ranked around the United States, at least we're not Mississippi, you know, at the bottom of the list with the education? you know, and just push it down. But also I truly believe in performance results. You know, a lot of these teachers do go out of their own pocket to help their students out, Timbo, oh, yeah. and all the people that are higher up, they really need to take that money and push it back down to teachers where it's really needed. So Timbo, you want to cover uh, the other thing in Ohio with the Ohio overrides Governor DeWine's view? I'm debate? I'm
1: digging. Yeah. I'm digging the Ohio <laughs> house this week. I'm digging it.
2: They really an- will
1: get yet another Catholic in name only that. that embarrasses traditional catholics by vetoing the ban on boys competing in girls sports and refusing to ban transgender surgeries for minors and thereby protecting children from their psychotic parents because again this isn't providing access to care this isn't you know, letting parents make the decision. Parents are the problem in this instance because a, a doctor cannot operate on a child without parental consent. So if the parent is consenting to their child being genetically, uh, uh, genitally mutilated and hormonally destroyed, then that child needs protection from his or her parents. That's what this bill is about. That's what DeWine didn't get. But luckily, the Ohio House, does get it, and they overrided his veto. Have we heard from the Senate? Did they vote today on whether they're you know,
2: going to gonna, it's gonna, it's they? No, actually, it's going to. get their next the, next. the next vote, Timbo, is on uh, January twenty fourth. Okay, is okay. when the House Senate is going to be able to uh, vote on this on this issue. And uh, of course, you know they're going to override it. You know from what, what we hear from our business first caucus and the context we have down there, Good. it's going to be overrided You know, and uh, you know, and myself personally, you and I both, as Catholics. And I told you I had a conversation with Secretary Secretary of State Frank LaRose because he really did do a good post, Timbo. He, he really did did he was great very, post. Very disappointed, and I wish he would have done that a lot more often. And he did try to fight to win a lot of things with the lockdowns and everything else. He's done a fantastic job with voting in Ohio, but he actually came out and said he was very disappointed. I was so proud of Frank. I immediately texted him. I had Kevin on the on that text string and we had a discussion going back and forth, fantastic job. And also Bernie Marino, you know, he came out flat out saying that all this is wrong. And it really comes down to some parents who have some really serious issues, Timbo, that are doing this to their children. But also like Bernie Marino said, all these hospitals are making huge money on this.
1: Enormous money. Boston Children's Hospital is building a multi-million dollar surgical center solely to do these genital mutilation surgeries. It's obscene.
2: You know, Tim, when we've got a family background, you know, I told you where my son, he does, you know, work in a uh, mental health facility, you know, to help uh, children in a hospital in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, as a psychiatric nurse practitioner back, you have to deal with the, all the PTSD patients, but he was a, uh, a Sergeant York. He was a, a conscientious objector said, if you're getting an abortion, you're transgender. And I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, do you any work with them and also i told you when he was on vacation he came back and they put a a napkin or a towel over his crucifix in his office right but this right. is the kind of crazy that's going on they've totally taken god out of everything and you know no more parents rights and it's all going to be the government that can do what they want
1: and i blame these catholic healthcare systems for taking the soup they no longer have crucifixes in each hospital room the way they did back in the day that provided tremendous spiritual comfort to patients. And it asserted, and I used to work at such a hospital, and the doctors, even if they were Jewish, even if they were Protestant, they liked it because it was the institution expressing its Catholic worldview. We wouldn't have hospitals if it weren't for the Roman Catholic Church. We wouldn't have (laughs) universities. We wouldn't have science or scientists. We wouldn't have Mm -hmm. banking. We wouldn't have Western civilization if it weren't for the church. And now we've got the church taking the soup from the government, which was the express purpose of the Establishment Clause. The whole purpose of the Establishment Clause in the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law establishing a state religion, was to not protect the government from the churches, but to protect the churches from the government. And here we can see the evil that government does to religion just something that's you know a lot of people would think is is meaningless, removing crucifixes. What's the big deal? Well, it is a big deal. It's a big deal when Georgetown University, instead of standing up to Barry Satoro, agrees to cover the crucifix when he spoke at Georgetown. It's it's this lack of what we used to refer to as a muscular Catholicism, of of standing for something and standing firm for something that Respectful. has gotten the church off into the weeds and why attendance at uh, you know, the New Age Mass is, is down so much, and people are flocking back to the traditional Mass. Not just people that remember it from when we were young, like you and I, but young people are flocking to the traditional Mass because they like that the traditional parishes are still standing for values and are still standing for things that are right. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio.
0: Good news, people. Now,
1: TNT Radio News.
3: Here, here is here your, is your headline. headline.
1: For TNT, this is James O'Neill. U.S. and U.K. military forces carried out airstrikes against Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen on Thursday with support from Australia, Canada, the Netherlands, and Bahrain. Gabrielle Attal, France's prime minister and the first openly gay man to hold this position, recently appointed his husband, Stéphane Sejourne, as the new foreign minister. In the United Kingdom, members of parliament recently voted to support a bill introduced by the conservative
0: government aimed at prohibiting public institutions from boycotting goods imported from Israel. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts listen to tnt radio anywhere you go ask alexa or google to play tnt radio or download the tnt radio app for free from the app store or google play today's news talk this is tnt radio chuck new hampshire has the first in the nation primary but
1: before that first primary there are the iowa caucuses iowa is a very important state politically and we had a big story come out of iowa
2: And Timbo, you and I talked about the caucusing, you know, earlier in the week, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, why can't they have the Secretary of State or somebody have regular voting for this? Iowa caucus vote counting conflict of interest, Timbo, I mean, it's just unbelievable. You know, what we blame the Democrats of doing, we're doing to ourselves internally with what's happening. I mean, the people who are counting the votes, Timbo, are all attached to other campaigns. In this article that was just sent over, it is it is just absolutely incredible that this is going on within our own party and within these caucuses, you know, who's really going to count these votes? And, you know, you know, people like the Lincoln Project and all these other consultants out there are making all this money. Who's really running that in Iowa?
1: Well, exactly. And this article shows just how <laughs> incestuous politics is. It's a big club and we're not in it. And both parties are equally guilty. This happens to be a story with the Republican party, but it's, it's the GOPE. And what they've done is they've hired someone with deep connections to the DeSantis campaign to be in charge of counting the votes. (laughs) It's absolutely unbelievable. And the Iowa GOP has no problem with this.
2: It's very Stalin-esque, isn't it, Timbo? It doesn't matter who votes, who counts the votes. That matters. Exactly. I I saw that article today that you sent over. You and I were just shaking our heads going, this is absolutely unbelievable that this is happening. And and of all places, Iowa, with all those farmers, because that's what they were known for during these caucuses. I'm over 50
1: years in and around politics, political campaigns, and I've never once been stabbed in the back by a Democrat. Never once. But I'm like a porcupine with all the knives I've taken Uh, from GOPE scumbags like these people in Iowa. They're just sleazy. You feel like I'm going to steal your line. After talking to them, you have to go take a shower in holy water.
2: A shower, a bath in holy water, Timbo. It's that bad, you know, just to get away from them. It's it's really, and maybe for good measure, you even throw a little Lysol on there too for a disaffected. The old school Lysol, they got rid of that.
1: I was going to say the old school Lysol in the bottle that, uh, you know, made everything smell like chemical pine,
2: you know? So what do you, Tim, your your thoughts on what's going to happen in Iowa with all this, you know, um, uh, and all this is coming out, it's not out. gonna
1: matter. It's not gonna yeah. matter. Donald Trump, Donald Trump is going to win such a massive percentage of the vote. He's actually going to embarrass, uh, Nikki and Ron disappoints us. To a lesser extent, Vivek, but again, I I really still don't think Vivek is in this to win it. I think he's in there as insurance in case uh, Donald Trump somehow is kept off the ballot, either via lawfare or other extra legal measure. I'm I'm still definitely afraid for his physical safety. But I really think that Vivek, and I I wrote an article today that people can find at afnn.us, our buddy Mike Ford's publication that I think the reason Vivek is running is to present the America first agenda talking points to the never Trumper audience and get the, it's all the heat that Trump would bring to the stage or all the light that Trump would bring to the stage without the the red hot hatred that they have for him. So it's a way to get his talking points and his policy perspectives in front of that audience. Because they can't say that they love the policies and all of a sudden say they don't want the man whose policies they are. I think that might be what's going on in uh with Vivek. But Trump is gonna just swamp these people. Even Chris Christie had the good sense to withdraw before the Iowa caucus.
2: Yeah, he had that hot mic moment talking about uh yeah. Nikki Haley, you know, who's right. just totally about uh, Liz Cheneyite and everything else in the Lincoln project and uh totally GOP establishment unbelievable and rand
1: paul came out today rand paul came out and said i haven't decided who i'm going to vote for but i know who i'm not going to vote for and that's nikki he started a website called <laughs> never so good on rand paul okay we're gonna have more from the midwest after this quick break you're listening to the reckoning on tnt
4: jdrf's vision is to create a world without type 1 diabetes The type 1 diabetes community is at the heart of everything JDRF does. We were founded by the type 1 diabetes community. In the main we are governed by the type 1 diabetes community, we're energised by the type 1 community and we're accountable to the type 1 diabetes community. It's on their behalf that we exist and it's on their behalf that we must succeed. JDRF exists to rid the world of type 1 diabetes. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. So for us, that means rallying all the resources and all the people and all the organisations required to make that a reality as quickly as possible. The world's best researchers, exciting innovative companies and the passion of the type 1 diabetes community then delivered through the health system so lives get better every day, day after day, until the day we find a cure. To everybody in the type 1 diabetes community, No matter your age or stage with the disease, whether you were diagnosed recently or a long time ago, we need you to know that we are here working on your behalf to deliver a world without type 1 diabetes as quickly as we can. Thank you to everybody who supported JDRF in so many ways. You are making our vision of a world without type 1 diabetes possible. Last week,
0: Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey,
4: sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound?
0: Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible, she must be a keeper. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Chuck, it is
1: Friday, and even though there's a lot of serious things going on in the world, in some quarters, nothing could be more serious than college football. I am a native Syracusan. I'm an alumnus of Syracuse University, and I just love my Orangemen. And it it's painful that they've only come close to a national championship once In my entire 61-year lifetime, they were national champions in 1959. So sorry about that. Ernie Davis won the Heisman Trophy, first African-American to win the Heisman because Jim Brown had been denied on account of his race. They gave it to Paul Hornung, who had statistics nowhere close to Jim Brown's, and Jim didn't get the Heisman, but Ernie Davis did. And tragically, he died of leukemia before he could play his first NFL game. And that's why we have Ernie Davis Field. And that's why at Syracuse in the Loud House, the Carrier Dome, after a touchdown, we play a train whistle because Ernie was known as the Elmira Express because he was like a freight train coming through that line and they could not stop him. Well, I was a little ticked off watching the bowl games this year. And after every touchdown at all the bowl games, they're playing the train whistle. It's like, wait a second, that belongs to us. And I guess if they're going to steal from us, we're going to steal from other people. And our new coach, Fran Brown, has already flipped two four-star commits from other schools to Syracuse. And we've poached one of your Ohio State Buckeyes, your starting quarterback, Kyle McCord. We're very excited about Kyle coming through the transfer portal.
2: You know, I think Timbo actually, he probably lost that game to Michigan deliberately. You know, so that just so he could wear the orange and blue. Yes, so he can (laughs) go out there. And you know how you know I don't know if the audience knows. I'm within a stone's throw of the Ohio State University, and I took naval history from Woody Hayes, Commander Hayes. Very much into football, love the sport, love the game. You know, but also you know this whole NIL thing, and you are getting a great quarterback, Tim. I, I I think it's fantastic. I think that it would be great for your team to get Syracuse back on top and really have them great, but this whole portal stuff and the transfer crazy, because you know what, you know, back in the day when I was working on a a software starter called Athletic Coaching Technology, Timbo, which uh, I I became became a member of the uh, American Football Coaches Association. And they actually let me in because I actually coached my son's seventh and eighth grade football team. That's right. And when the coach wasn't there, I took all my plays off of Xbox is what i ended up doing but hey, I the kids convention. already knew the plays yeah i already went to a convention and that's why i told those coaches what i did but i was really down there trying to work on a software program uh using tablets and microsoft surface we were a pioneer in that with this when we did this back in uh 2003 and 2004 and i have seen the significant differences in so of you timbo in the attitudes of these players oh yeah and I was thinking about this when we were going to talk about this article tonight, I wouldn't be surprised on this name and, 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 likeness that a bunch of these boosters are putting money into this buying players and telling these high school kids, you know, we're going to give you a half a million. We're going to get a million dollars and you're going to get all the money through the NIL. I mean, they have totally. Well, that is going
1: on. And, and let's be fair. It's always gone on. One of the reasons I, I I've got to say, because I've, I used I had two of the football players in my introductory biology class when I was teaching at Syracuse University. It's a job for these guys. Okay, the demands on a Division One athlete and a Power Five conference are unbelievable. It's more than forty hours a week. They have to mm-hmm. fit classes in whenever they can. Uh, papers and assignments, everything comes second to practice, even off season training. Classes come second to off season training. So NCAA's going around, you know, phonily saying, oh, the student-athlete, the student-athlete. Players have been bought at major universities forever, particularly in the SEC. And I got to say the Big Ten, despite the great academic standards at University of Michigan, Northwestern, Ohio State, and some other schools, they players have always gotten a pass. The TAs slid them through and uh, yeah, uh, reportedly slid through another couple Another couple students as well, but uh, this with nil it is institutionalizing the corruption, if you will, and it's turned college football into basically a minor league for the NFL. But you know Syracuse said if if we're gonna you know don't hate the hate the players hate the game if this is the system we're gonna use it and uh, they had not done a lot of violations recruiting violations etc and quite frankly that's why we haven't been very competitive as compared to in Alabama and other schools uh, but I give I give credit to uh Ohio State for developing our new quarterback and in developing someone with the skills that hopefully will take us to the top of the ACC and into the college playoffs this year we're, we're that excited about them.
2: Yeah, you remember the Ohio State University Timbo. Make sure you always put that out there. You know, well, just I'll, like the,
1: I'll, I'll uh, give you this. It's the Ohio State University in Columbus because there are there are several Ohio State universities, so there is no one V.
2: So. Oh, you're talking about the minor league uh, Ohio State. Well, University. it doesn't matter.
1: There's still Ohio State. There's still Ohio State you know, system uh, universities. So uh, it's it's funny because it's been a tremendous week in politics, but it's been a tremendous week in football too. We had. <laughs> The mutual agreement for Bill Belichick to leave the New England Patriots. And I think it was Bob Kraft's decision. I don't think there was any mutuality. And I think that uh, Belichick's going to really enjoy being on the other side of the sideline from uh, the Patriots next season. I don't know where he's going yet, but he's going to go somewhere. He's not ready to retire. But Nick Saban retired from Alabama. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Is weighing what the uh, guy that they tried to get out because uh, he came out as pro life? What are uh, they gonna do to him?
2: They're offering him a hundred twenty five million dollar contract, ten year extension, Timbo. Good for him. And you notice, I have searched all over the hours looking for anything about the pro life or anything. It's gone. And how much it's was gone. me? God, how much as a diehard Ohio State player, and I served on boards of my kids' high school at St. Francis de yep. Sales with Archie and Clark Kellogg, a lot of the other players' sons went there, and 125 miles, and I was rooting for Michigan, absolutely rooting for Michigan because of the whole Jim Hawbaugh deal, you know, coming out and saying, I'm pro-life, and they attacked him, and they wanted him out. And I am really, truly, when you look at all this, this sign stealing, Timbo, that's been going on forever. And you know, personally, i was in the hbo rivalry you know as yes. a fan i'm in there you know and i have all these players that were in the 2004 championship team going how the hell did you get in that and i said well i got, I, I put you yeah, i put myself out there had that old h1 hummer with the michigan player on it and they put me up there and plus you know just being such a big fan and i've lived that football team being so close and i am so honored i feel so fantastic that they're going to offer them 125 million 10-year contract, Jimbo. It will make the game the game again. But the problem is, I think we got a Coach Cooper on our hands, and we're going to have 10 years of just terrible teams at the Ohio State University, which is just terrible.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting is this contract extension for Harbaugh Harbaugh has a no NFL clause, and I think that's great. I think he's better at the university level. And, And who's got it better? Nobody's got it better and Jim yes. Harbaugh, I'm, I'm real happy for him he's a quality guy and uh, I couldn't couldn't be happier for the folks at the University of Michigan all our friends that are uh, Michigan grads and of course oh, yeah. you know Ohio's Ohio's done a great job of producing quality <laughs> award-winning players That's, for for Michigan He's been as trophy winner well. too yeah. yeah yeah exactly so uh, I was happy to see the article in the Columbus Dispatch this week that Ohio's got to stop with the stupid gimmicks, got to stop with the that state up north and taping over all the M's on, on street signs and whatnot. Uh, and you, you just now you got to get away from the juvenile, childish stuff. And, and maybe that's why they've lost the last three.
2: Well, well, Tim, also when uh, Woody Hayes, if you watch the rivalry. You know he would rather push the car across the state border than get gasoline in the state of michigan oh sure i know, so, I, know I know i know you know it's all part of you know you know yeah, but that, and and but that
1: was all that was all for publicity because one of his best friends was Bo schenbleckler so uh those guys respected each other tremendously and it, we've got a lot of respect for the people we help too at deploymentcigars.com we help military and first responders Chuck, people that have given so much to this country and really they don't ask for much back these guys are getting shortchanged by the the VA they wrote a check they signed a check for up to and including my life and the government hasn't really kept up with their end of the bargain so we try to help guys that are having difficulty with the va difficulty reintegrating back into society and and even having difficulty while they're in service there with their chaplain cigar therapy program
2: it really is timbo it's it's you know being with a military family and and you know our five children who uh volunteered and uh swore nose to this country and uh started this whole chaplain cigar therapy program with help with chaplain tom and a number of other people, and we send cigars down range. And really, Tim, you know that when you sit down with somebody, it's not like you're having a cigarette break, you know, for a quick uh, right. five minutes. It's a good, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you. it's relaxing. Um, and we're sending cigars all over the world. We're sending cigars to chaplains, you know, really trying to help all these military and also the first responders too, with what they're yep. going to I mean, and and we had a discussion, you know, when we were just recently at the fall of 15, that we just did a donation for all these 22 a day, Timbo, all these veterans who are, are just so messed up and having issues. And if we could bring some sort of joy to them with what we do, but also a historical perspective too, because you know, on the back of each one of little cigar bands is every single chaplain that has been KIA'd from 1776 to current Timbo on the back of those. And a number of them were Medal of Honor winners, you know. Yeah, uh, people a, don't
1: think of people don't think of chaplains as being combatants, but not only are they integral for a unit morale, but a lot of them have contributed mightily to our war efforts.
2: Absolutely, you know, helping out the wounded, caring for them, and even while they were in prison. One of them, you know, had one of them in prison in North Korea, and he right. passed away, Catholic priest. You know, and it's just heart goes out to him Timbo I'll tell you what you and I always talk about this if I had to go back through life again you know I would have been a military chaplain you know uh but then the problem is you and I we'd have to be Catholic military chaplain and I wouldn't have the five children and you wouldn't have your children either who are actually giving back but you know a lot of empathy for these guys Timbo for what they do
1: absolutely it's them, an honor and a privilege to be able to help them out we have a lot of fun with it and you know I love our I love our little uh, political consulting business as well, rightofcenterusa.com and rightofcentercigars.com. Yesterday was a big day. It was Arkansas Day. What happened in Arkansas on Arkansas Day yesterday, Chuck?
2: So it was National Arkansas Day, so we celebrated with, if you go to rightofcentercigars.com, with Rudy Giuliani's, actually one of his favorite cigars was that Monica Blue Dress cigar that we have. It's a great cigar. Yeah. It's a great cigar. It, it's it's fantastic, and you know when you peel off the back of the cigar band, it has every single dirty deed that the Clintons have done, you know, including the people that uh, you know kind of disappeared from their lives, you know, are listed on the back, and even including socks is listed on the back of it, the pets that the Clintons have, you know. But it's for authenticity, it says Monica has the blue dress on it, but it's a really a fantastic, really truly is a great cigar, you know. And exactly, we think- but-
1: But what what made me laugh yesterday was the Bill Clinton Presidential Library in Little Rock put up a post on X uh, showing a picture of Bill Clinton at a computer typing. And the question, open-ended question, which no good attorney would ever ask, who do you think Bill Clinton sent his first email to? They had to take the post down, Chuck, because every single response was either Monica or Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs)
2: yes I saw that too that was absolutely great you know and you and I always banter back and forth on this I know Bill really should have left Hillary and married Monica Monica is still a very sharp woman she's absolutely beautiful and uh Bill should have left Hillary and married Monica
1: well I think Monica's probably happy that that didn't happen even though she's had a tough life uh as a result of her dalliance in the Oval Office but uh we wish her well uh Hillary we pray for her repentance and her conversion that's all we can say for for Hillary and Bill uh it, it's this Epstein Island stuff is is personally disgusting I can't understand how you can just look at people as objects and as as pawns for your own pleasure the way that they do in the way that they have and at least Bill you know they say they're children they are but these are girls that are 16 17 18 year old years old that they were talking about it's not like they were five and six years old but but so many of the children that are being abused are five and six years old seven eight mm-hmm. ten prepubescent boys and girls and it, it just I can't wrap my mind around how an adult could look at a child in a sexual fashion I, I don't understand it I don't even want to understand it
2: you, you know Tim but actually with these people that went to the Epstein Island you know, uh, I give some credit to my brother. He actually he, he coined this phrase, too much money makes you crazy. Not enough money makes you nuts. And these people have so much time in their hands and so much money, Timbo, that it's almost like it's probably an endorphin thing for them that they do this, that they can get away with it and do whatever they want. Yeah, and maybe, it's, just, maybe. It, it, it's it's just sick. It's absolutely sick. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, idle hands are the devil's play thing, right? Mm-hmm. So what's on the horizon? We've got a couple minutes left. What's on the horizon for deployment cigars? What's new and what's uh, coming up?
2: Timbo, we've done an upgrade on another of those cigars. Uh, we're actually using a lot more technology with QR codes. But we have a big event coming up on uh, President's Day that we're going to have. And uh, you're you're really running it. You're you're the main guy, Timbo. You actually do a fantastic job. Actually keeping everybody in line but we're going to be uh doing the uh, President's Day event and we're going to always do our uh, three cigars. Uh we're going to do the uh, Freedom cigar which it comes with and we're still working on the other two. We haven't decided yet. I think we still always have to lead in with the Chaplain cigar, but fantastic event. It helps us support our Chaplain cigar therapy. You know, monies go to that to purchase more cigars, purchase more ammo cans. Uh you get a tasting kit, you get four presidential bourbons Timbo. out yeah, of the select that this we time. have. Yeah you know actually it'd be fantastic you get a box of chocolates i don't know tim i'm really thinking maybe i should throw some buckeyes in there you know for the chocolates since we didn't do that the last time just to rub it in sure why but, not but i'm also a lot tim, of what fun. but what i'm thinking about doing is you also get a tasting chart i'm really thinking about driving up to ann arbor and buying 100 ann arbor golf course pencils just there to you stick go that'd be that.
1: a lot of fun people would Wouldn't enjoy that great.
2: They can also
1: enjoy our new cocktail kits. So go to deploymentcigars.com, sign up for the virtual deployment on President's Day. Check out our cocktail kits, check out our cigars, check out the cigars on writercentercigars.com. Chuck, we'll see you in two weeks for another Flower State Report. That's it for the reckoning here on today's News Talk TNT. Stay tuned for the Havorier Morris Show. Until next time, I'm Timothy Shea. God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.